One of the things that I picked up for this new year is a bunch of these Google Home, Google Pod, interface, personal assistant, picture frames, whatever you want to call it. And one of the very cool things about that is Google Photos, which I have, I pay for iCloud to get storage from there because we have iPhones. But I was putting them in there because, uh, to, and I was putting them in Google Photos because you're able to have slideshows if you Google Home with the photos that are in Google Photos. Anyways, and Google Photos does something that is almost worth buying this stuff just for it alone. I don't even think you need this stuff to have Google Photos. It's really cool. They put together, based on your location, what you're wearing, the, the meta, metadata in the pictures, because we've talked about this before, a picture is just a file. It has a tons of data in it. So Google takes that and will make animations based on a group of pictures. It will make movies. It will make albums based on who's in the photo with facial recognition. It is fantastic, especially when you see your family and just the different moments you have with your kids. Anyways, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, it's free, but no, it's not really free because they're harvesting your information and using it. But it's just been a blast. I've been loving sharing these different things with uh, my wife. It's been really cool. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful, the podcast of 250 making 250. That is our goal for this coming year, getting 250 individuals or families to start companies, to start side hustles, and simply making $250 in revenue a month. That is the goal, $250 of revenue a month. And you're like, why so low? Do you not believe in us? Well, because starting a business is really intimidating for a lot of people. And $250 a month is such a low bar that it should take some of that intimidation away. And we're going to be talking a lot about different uh, topics, different things you need to know about starting a business to help take more of that intimidation away that, you know, those obstacles, those barriers that you are facing for emotionally, financially, all those things so that you can get to this point. Because once you start, you're going to realize how easy it is to start a business. It's hard work. It takes a lot of energy. It takes investment. It takes sacrifice. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist. There's a lot of successful people that aren't brilliant, that are just good people, 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 people that are good or more better talkers and better communicators than me, apparently. But they have uh, great people skills or they leverage their strengths and they outsource and delegate their weaknesses. And they have tremendous companies. They have great uh, careers and they have great stories to tell and they're able to provide and bless their families and those around them. And so that's what we're doing. We want to diversify. We want to have side incomes because we don't want to be fully dependent on any one source. And we want to bless our families. We want to have great Christmases like we've had. We want to have great opportunities to educate our children. We want to be able to give them, um, you know, be able to play hockey or whatever you want them to do. And you also, most of all, want to use that for the kingdom, the money that you can have. And it can be fun. It can be a learning lesson in a lot of ways. And we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff this coming year here on How to Build a Tent. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com. Put in HTBT in the drop down. Get this mug. Get tons of great benefits. And if you hurry, this comes out tomorrow on the 31st, the last day of 2019, until we get to 2020, which that's a trip to think about. We're in 2020. But if you get it, 
you'll get one free month and then tons of benefits, get the mug and whatever the other benefits are, discounts on merchandise, you get tons of great show content behind the paywall. There's tons of reasons to become a member, but most of all, you're going to be part of what the Lord is doing in this network. If you've noticed this, we're growing, we're putting out new material constantly, and we couldn't do that without your membership. So if you go over there, become a member, you'll get tons of benefits, you'll bless us, and it'll just be a blessing all around. It's a win, 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 win for everybody involved. And you can also give it for a late Christmas gift if you're still looking for something. It's like At this point, though, you're, you know, you just say you've forgotten. Don't get them anything. I'm just kidding. Get them a membership. Another thing I've started that you may have heard about if you're on the Facebook groups of Fight Lab Feast family channel is Christianity Yesterday. I don't know if did I bring this up before on the show. I'm not sure if I did. If I did already, just want to let you know. And if I did, I'm forgive me. I'm not trying to, you know, use this show to talk about all me. But we started the satire site based on Christianity Today's article about impeaching Trump and how they were coming out of, you know, their non-biased opinion to really come down on Trump. You know, it's such a brave opinion. Anyway, so we started Christianity yesterday, me and some other people. And if you are looking to become a writer or looking for maybe growing your portfolio, we're looking for volunteer writers. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildattend.com. We are looking for people that want to write satire. And not just for Christianity Today, but all the other Big Eva publications and all those other, you know, publications that are, let's just say, departing orthodoxy. And the goal of this online magazine, Christianity Yesterday, you can go over there, ChristianityYesterday.com, and check out some of the articles I wrote. It was my first attempt ever of writing satire. So go check it out and give me some criticism. I'd love to hear what you liked, what you didn't like. The first article people said was a little too long, but I was going paragraph for paragraph with the Christianity Today article. Um, But if you're looking to write, maybe you want to see if you have what it takes, you can email me. And we will gladly read them. We'll glad, gladly review, give you feedback. We're not going to take every article. We are only going to take people's articles that we believe are skillful and that are articulate and are achieving the goal. And the goal is, through satire, through humor, is pointing out the departure from orthodoxy. And hopefully, it does twofold things. One is for the people that haven't fallen into the trap of departing orthodoxy and still are holding to a biblical standard that they will see the absurdity of departing from orthodoxy, and they will see the downfall of it before they go for it, before they bite, and before they're deceived. And then secondly, for those who have departed from orthodoxy, that they would return. And so that is the goal, and we're trying to do it in a fun, humorous way. You know, um, the fight, laugh, feast is contagious. So everything I want to do in life has to do about fight, laugh, feast, even if it's not specifically about fight, laugh, feast network. Um, What else? Oh, oh, if you are looking... For, oh, I already said this once, but again, if you are a WordPress uh, programmer and you're still looking for a gig, a side hustle or whatever, email me, let me know. I have somebody who's looking for a employment. It's at a Christian company. So if you're looking for a career change or looking for a company change, uh, email me, Matt, howtobuildatent.com. Follow me, How to Build a Tent. You can find me on YouTube, How to Build a Tent. Um, I appreciate your subscriptions and your follows and your likes. Again, social media is the currency. Uh, I mean, sorry, sharing and liking, tagging are all the currency of social media. So the more you do that for all of our shows, the better it is. So, okay. Sorry, I just breathed into the microphone. I'm really trying to avoid that. Seven minutes in, eight minutes in. We're going to get into what I really wanted to hone in on today. And I got this from a Lecrae article. And this kind of goes into our 250 making 250. But I want to talk again 
about college tuition and how to not go into student debt and some different avenues that you can take maybe for yourself, maybe for um, your children, maybe it is you thinking about, maybe I need to go back into school and take on these large student loans. I wanna talk about this day and it revolves around value and this is so applicable because we deal with value every day. Even if we're not in business, even if we're done with school, we're making decisions based on value. We're gonna give up something to get a benefit. And from day one, the very first show I did on how to build a tent, if you go back to all the way to number one, which I think on YouTube, it's on the Cross Politic channel. Um, I don't even know if it's still on iTunes. I mean, 330 plus shows ago, that's a long time ago. Anyways, value, and by my definition, is simply this. In the simplest of terms, and remember this, ingrain this into your brain, this is why you buy things from stores. This is why you get paid money at a company. It's because you're trying to get value or you're selling value to somebody in some form. And it's at the simplest of terms, this is what transactions are. And this is why, I mean, this is why transactions happen. Value is the benefit minus the cost. If you believe the benefit is greater than the cost, that is what creates value. And so you will give up that cost for the benefit an irrational society, an irrational functioning economy. If you thought the cost was greater than the benefit, you wouldn't do the transaction. You wouldn't, it would be a negative value. You'd be losing value. And so this is how you market. This is how you advertise. This is how you set your prices. If you're thinking of starting a business is how can I deliver, communicate, articulate, build, provide value or buy, provide a benefit at a cost that somebody will pay me and I will get profit for them. And you might be thinking, well, wait, 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 wait. So how do I make a profit if people are going to get more benefit than cost? Well, you could produce or supply or provide, depending on if it's a product or service, you can provide those at a smaller benefit to yourself, but a greater benefit to somebody else. For example, I have a lot of industry and knowledge. I have an MBA. I've gone. I've done a lot of entrepreneurship ventures. And there's some things that I know that aren't as valuable to me anymore. But to somebody just starting out, it's super valuable. And so me articulating that or communicating that through a program or giving it to a large group of people, saying it once and recording it and having it as a class, I can sell it. And it, I might sell it for $10, which the, the, the benefit of knowing this information is worth far more than $10, but because I'm getting it from so many people, it makes sense, to, it's a benefit to me, and the cost of recording that one hour, it makes it worthwhile to me. So the benefit minus cost isn't zero sum. That is, I'd, we both can find benefit in me selling it to you and you buying it. And that's how profits are created and made and how economies become richer. That's probably really confusing how I said it. If you want to have me clarify, please let me know. I'll try to give it another shot. But that's basically it and why free markets happen. It's because both parties, the seller and the buyer, believe that that transaction is going to give them a benefit that's greater than the cost. And that works in many different ways, but it's not a zero-sum game. It's like, I'm not losing something for your gain we can both be gaining at the same time. And that's the power of free markets. That's the power of capitalism. And it is the exact antithesis of socialism and what the Democrat Party is trying to sell us. So be weary.
Now, I want you to think about this in this sense, but first I want to read these lyrics. It's from Lecrae's album 828. I was listening to it. I don't really specifically listen to Lecrae, but on Spotify, he comes through the rotation of the Christian rap I listen to because I try, for the most part, to avoid Christian rap at all. I mean, non-Christian rap at all costs. One, it's absolutely terrible now. I totally am like that old guy. It's like, oh, back in my day when music was good. It's like all that like audio effect stuff. Oh my God, auto-tuning. It's like everywhere. It's terrible. Anyways, and then the words are just awful as well, and they're just an abomination. But okay, so here is Lecrae, 828. He says, I've, I've seen single mothers work three jobs, but stay still in college. Eight years getting two degrees, slaved away for a bachelor's, then eight more paying huge fees, still a slave to her masters, feeling away, making a minimum wage, but that, but at the end of the day. And then it, that's just one part of it. And basically what he's talking about is a common story that we all, or not all, but at least we have all experienced either through ourselves personally or friends or family that we work and we get student loans and we pay these exorbitant prices. We're in a bubble in the college, like college is exponentially more and more expensive than it should be based on this value equals benefit minus cost. And after you work your way through college, you're studying, you may have kids, you're working, you're just driving yourself nuts, especially if you're getting like a master's degree. I mean, oh my gosh, for those of you who've got a master's degree, some of those, like if you went to a good school, I should say, like those projects, those late nights, like you could have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I think there was actually one time that I did like have almost a mental breakdown. I was just crying. I was like done. I was seriously crying to my wife. Like I can't do this. I'm done. Done. But um, and then you get out and you have this huge yoke of bondage, a student debt over your head. And we need to ask ourselves this. And this is why I was bringing up the value equals benefit minus cost. Is the more degrees that are given to more people, the less valuable it becomes. And if anything, it doesn't become more valuable. Let's just say it stays constant and the prices of college goes up. The more people have bachelors today, it seems like people have bachelors like they used to have high school degrees and yet costs are going exponentially up. And you have to ask yourself, has the benefit of a degree gone up or down? There's companies now that aren't even requiring a degree. Google, like the big companies, Facebook, Google, I think um, were two of them. So how do you do that? Like, how do you explain going to college? And I have to say, for most of these degrees, it's not worth it. You do not get value from these education systems, these from these degrees. And it just is simply using this equation I've talked about, value equals benefit minus cost. The benefit of a degree is most likely not worth the cost of it. The time, the delay in rep and the delay in income that you get, because you're not making you know, full-time employment salary, usually you're usually doing part-time job in some sense. And then the interest on that debt that you're going to be paying off 10, 15 years, I, the, is there value into it? I'm not sure. So, but there are a few different ways that I want to talk about this. And again, I'm not anti-college. I'm not anti-education. I have an MBA. But I want us to... <laughs> see us go through this with the eyes wide open. And I don't think it's any coincidence that the like finance classes and the classes where you had to compare your return on investment happened at the end of your track where you start applying this to your own school. You're like, wait a minute, I wouldn't pitch this to my company as a strong ROI. Why am I doing it myself? But there are options that you can do. And one of them, one great one, and I say this, 
married into a military family is the military. They have the GI Bill. And beyond the military for four years of service being able to pay for your education, where you don't have student loans and all those things, but there's great benefits that go beyond just what we're talking about for Robe College. There's VA loans, hiring preferences if you're a veteran, special business loans if you want to start a business. There's, you know, cost of living. I was just talking with somebody. He is a colonel in the army and he wants to help business or he wants to help military people do what he did. And basically he would, instead of living on base, he would buy a house using the cost of living that they get. They get a stipend every month for cost of living. And he would use that to invest in properties. He would buy it, live there. He would buy a house, not with him and his preferences in mind, but what would be a great rental property live in it for a couple years. And then when he got stationed somewhere else, he would keep that property, rent it out, buy another house, and he'd so on and so forth. And he just has built an empire for himself on the stipends that he would get from the military. It's absolutely genius. He's a really smart guy. I mean, he's a colonel. You gotta be a pretty smart guy. And so he he's built a career, a side hustle, a, a different source of income for himself through using government benefits. But so there's all these different things that the military can give you for simply going in for four years and devoting yourself to service. And there's, of course, there's a bunch of other things that you can learn in the military as well. There's great, um, you know, great lessons to be learned personally. You may need to learn accountability. You need may need to learn some of the things that the military can do really well and teach you really well. I would, I would highly suggest it for some people. Um, I never went into the military. I kind of regret it. I think that it is something that is a unique lesson that to be learned that you are not going to learn anywhere else in the military. But anyways, so back to it. That is a great option. If you are looking to go to college, you want to go into the STEMs, some where you some profession where you actually need a degree or you can't be in that profession. Doctor comes to mind, engineer probably. Um, that is a great way to just sacrifice four years and go into the military and get the GI Bill. And if you think about it from a loan perspective, people don't pay off their loans in four years. They need 10, 15, 20 years. So you're getting a deal. You're getting, you're not wasting four years of your life. If you think about it from a financial perspective, another option, instead of going into, you know, debt and going to get a degree in art engineering or whatever is apprenticeship. Maybe you can find a small business. Maybe you can find a single man shop where they have a lot of work. They have to turn turn work away. Maybe you can offer your services at a cheaper salary than they would have to pay somebody else with a, with a college degree. And you can just learn from them and go off and become an expert, become somebody that is seasoned in the field and learn more stuff in the area that you want to be in than you would ever learn in school. Most people don't learn in school what they're going to do the rest of their lives. So why go to school? I mean, you go to school because it, the piece of paper that gives you access. But if you could find somebody, like maybe you do want to become an architect, and instead of going to, you know, get your degree and whatever you need to do to get an architect as engineering, I'm not sure, but maybe you can find a small, uh, just one guy, one sim, you know, one man shop architect, and learn how to be an architect from him. Like that's that's a viable option. That that is possible, and it could be anything. Anything freelancing is another thing where you actually make money to learn and you try things out. Upwork has great opportunities to pick up and get experience and build up your portfolio. 
And you can just get out and do it. My father learned how to be a backhoe operator and built his company from going out and getting kicked off jobs. Like, I mean, that, that takes some thick skin and my dad definitely has that. But that's another great opportunity where you don't have any student loan debt. So uh, really quick, we're already like way over than what I wanted to be for this. But I just want to give you some numbers. And these are averages. The high school salary is $35,256. So if you have a high school degree and you go out and get a job, that's the average. Now, this is, in, this is including fast food work, the minimum wage, and all these things which sometimes high school salaries are. But I want to take the stigma out of the way as how we're thinking about and processing colleges and if we should get student loan debt and if we should you know, take on this yoke for years to come. Is in this average are people with no ambition and there's people that are have tons of ambition that are on the higher end of the distribution of the bell curve. That is the higher percentile of people that are successful. 35,000 to average. There's people that make way more than that. And you could too if you had drive, if you had ambition, if you were actually taking the time after high school and not just doing nothing with your life, playing fantasy football, playing video games, and not you know trying to invest in yourself. Not that I have anything wrong with those things. But if you're taking the time to learn and to develop and become an apprentice, apprentice or you're doing side hustles, you're not going to be making 35000 Again, that's like the average. So there's, that's in grouping everyone in without a college degree that even isn't driven like a lot of you are if you're listening to the show. So 35000 about is a high school salary average. The average salary for college is 59000 When you're like, whoa, that's a difference of almost $24,000. But get this, the average student loan is $37,000. You're like, whoa, I could just take that and pay it off in one year. Well, you could, but most likely you wouldn't. And just let's keep going. And I want you to think about this. The average student loan interest rate is 5.8%. So you're going to be paying interest on that until you can pay it off. Now, think about this. If, and I know this is a big if nowadays, you did finish college in four years. Let's just assume you could go to work right after high school or you could go to college for four years and graduate with $37,000 student loan debt, making $23,000 more a year. Seems kind of like, oh, well, I'll just invest now, get that debt and take that $23,000, pay it off in a year and a half. Well, if you talk to people, most people don't pay off their student loan debts in a year and a half. But think about this. A high school student can make $95,472 in those four years because they're working a full-time career. And that's just the average. That's not if you do other jobs, side hustles, or whatnot. If you're driven, you're learning, you could be learning experience in the same time. But instead of spending money and taking out student loans, you could be making $95,472 before that college student graduates in four years, if they graduate in four years. Assuming you pay off your loans in 10 years, not only are you missing out on $95,000, but you are going to be making $408 payments every month for the next 10 years with that 5.8% interest rate with a 10-year loan. That's $12,000 almost in interest you're going to pay. So your college education is actually $49,000 you're paying, which means that you're giving up $95,000 that if you just went to work annually and you're going to add to that debt 40 I mean you're going to go add to that difference $49,000 of student loans that pay for that um, putting off of 
making that annual income. So you are missing out on $144,547 to go get a four-year degree if you factor in the lost wages of four years plus the interest and the student loans on average. Now think about this. Now, if you're going to become a doctor and make like $300,000 a year, $145,000 is for the first four years. I mean, you're going to be taking out more loans than that. But that you could see that as an investment into yourself where you're going to be making a pretty much guaranteed return where this makes sense. But let me ask you this. What could you do with $145,000 instead of go to school? Could you start your own business? I'm not talking about like blowing it on these high-risk businesses, but could you start it doing catering like we're doing? Like that taco guy we've talked about? Could you do that with like an online magazine if you want to be a writer? Like who knows what you could do with $145,000? That's more than seed money than a lot of companies get. And what you would learn from that, again, if you're serious, if you're driven, if you're looking, if you're reading books, if you're educated, if you're getting mentorships, if you're listening to shows like this, and you start thinking about things differently, you're not just going to be like this schmuck who's going to lose out and it's like a lottery ticket. We're not talking about Vegas. We're talking about learning experiences, real life, education. We're talking about bettering yourself, just not the traditional the way that we are all told that we should be going. It's a $145,000 decision to get that four-year art degree. Is that art degree really worth it? $145,000 to get that English degree. Is it really worth going to get that teaching job for whatever teachers get paid? I mean, this is how we need to think about everything, but specifically college. Now get this. Let's just say you go become a plumber, and we're going to end with this. This is... And we're going long, but it's warranted because this is a big issue. Let's just say you didn't go to college. And so you're up $145,000 over the average college graduate. And you went and became a plumber. A plumber on average, or I shouldn't say on average, I think the high end, a plumber on high end. So if you're a good plumber, if you do your jobs well, which you can do, your average salary is 79000 a year. Now, remember, what is the average college salary once added from a four-year degree? It's 59000 So you could get, and, you're, and I'm talking about like net wealth here, right? All your assets minus your liabilities is your wealth. $145,000 plus be making almost $20,000 more than your college peers that have bachelor's degrees. Why are you going to college again? Why would you take out those student loans? So how do you go to college or how do you get out of the student loans? How can you get a career without going into student loan debt? The military, apprenticeships, freelancing, building up your portfolios, going into a career that makes more than most college salaries, and thinking in a different way. If you start pricing things out like this, this wasn't hard to do. This didn't take my MBA to figure this out. It took a loan calculator and understanding basic finance. It's not hard. You can all think this way and all make decisions that are going to grow your wealth instead of do things that seem like it's the right thing, that seem like you're gonna become rich from, 
but really a setting you back a substantial amount of money. In most cases, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to school if you want to be a doctor, if you want to do things in math and science. Like a lot of those careers are good careers. I'm not hating on those things. Let's just do it with eyes wide open and be smart. And so we won't have to deal with the yoke of bondage of these student loan debts anymore. Let's go out, be successful. Talk to you next time. God bless.